Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, June 1st. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone, and happy June. I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial kickoff to summer. Sure, technically the first real day of summer is June 20th, but Memorial Day weekend will always be the kickoff to summer here in the United States. We're going to talk more about summer travel and how busy it might be coming up on the show today, but uh, can you believe it's already June? The year is flying by. Do you have your travel plans set? I just returned from an amazing trip in Maui, and next week I fly down to Florida for the opening of Universal's new roller coaster, Velocicoaster, up in the Jurassic Park world. I'm very excited about that. Universal also eliminated mask requirements for vaccinated guests, so I'm looking forward to returning to a theme park and not having to wear a mask at all. The return to normal is upon us, my friends. Email me at podcast at travelpulse.com and let me know your travel plans are uh, this summer. If you're enjoying listening to this podcast weekly, I would love for you to subscribe and I'll leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. That would be much appreciated. So coming up on the show today, as we always do, we'll talk what's trending in the travel industry, including huge cruise news, wild antics on planes and more. A quick plug before I bring on today's guest, though, the 2021 Travis will take place in November at Cruise World. Good news, the voting process will begin soon, so it'll kick off on June 15th, so keep an eye out for more information on that in the coming weeks. And now, joining me on the show today is Valerie Dorsey, Luxury Travel Advisor with Cruise Planners. Valerie, welcome to the show. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Eric. Um, Yes, I have been a travel advisor for the last 10 years uh, after I left my uh, career in pharmaceutical sales, and I've just enjoyed helping people travel all over the world. Wonderful. Yes. Travel so much better than pharmacy stuff for sure. So um, <laughs> a lot more exciting, you know, destinations around the world and everything. So it's speaking Absolutely. of exciting destinations, a lot of stuff's happening this summer. A lot of people visiting new exciting destinations this summer. And Valerie and I are going to discuss the summer travel season and how busy things might be this year. But first, as we do for every show, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with exciting news out of the cruise world. Um, CDC approves cruising from U.S. ports and announced that changes to requirements for vaccinated cruise passengers. So Celebrity Cruises was the first to get approved, and it will follow the mandate that 95% of passengers and 95% of crew members need to be vaccinated. Uh, Cruise lines are now permitted to advise fully vaccinated passengers and crew that they are no longer required to wear a mask during outdoor activities and extended meal service. However, Florida says that they will find cruise lines who ask for proof of vaccination. So it's kind of the Florida governor versus the CDC in the battle to cruise. Who's going to win? So, Valerie, you're a cruise expert. What is your take on this whole Florida versus the CDC and the the battle to uh, restart cruising here in the U.S.? Honestly, it it surprises me that the governor actually made this mandate uh, for as much as we need tourism back in Florida. Uh, The fact is, is that most cruisers are not going to want to cruise unless they're assured that most of the people on the ship are actually actually vaccinated. Uh, So I am not sure where he stands with his reasoning for creating this mandate. When I spoke to a client who's a lawyer, she mentioned that there is no HIPAA restrictions on them asking for your vaccination record. So again, not sure why, but I think we we need to get that overturned if we want to see the cruising industry uh, get back up uh, within this year, because it's great that the CDC has finally allowed this and now this obstacle. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that uh, the CDC will be able to just kind of override this and and it'll just be more uh, talk on the Florida side of things and we'll just be able to kind of push through and, and 
and get to U.S. Uh, cru- cruising out of U.S. ports? I, I think so. I mean, again, I didn't. I don't see why uh, the governor doesn't see this as a necessary thing to do. Um, but I think the CDC and the cruise lines will either negotiate this or many have threatened to move their their ships to other ports and leave them out of Florida. So that would really hurt our economy since I'm a Florida resident. Uh, It would definitely hurt our economy. Absolutely. Yeah. There are so many Florida ports that rely on cruising. That's a lot of uh, U.S. jobs, too, that would be taken away if cruise lines do decide to um, go through with that threat and, and jump to another port elsewhere around um, could just be out of the Caribbean because we're already seeing them do that this summer in, in yeah. out of Caribbean ports, and they may decide, hey, we want to do this more often in the future if, if there's enough interest and demand from the cruise passengers, which we know for sure that a lot of cruise passengers out there are very loyal and very passionate about finally getting back out and cruising. So we had some very uh, mixed comments on our Facebook post about all these uh, stories over the past week. So it was really interesting to see kind of some people uh, debate about it, that. There were some civil conversations, I thought, and there were also just some straight attacks on people, which is kind of the nature of how things can go on Facebook comments. But overall, I do think, yeah, I'm with you. I think that the CDC will, will be able to uh, push past this and it won't be um, that much of an issue moving forward. Hopefully Florida will just kind of drop it. They they are supposed to settle things outside of the courts. So uh, we will see how things go moving forward on that. But I think we can all agree that we need cruising out of U.S. ports and Florida is very important for that. And, and we also need to make sure people are comfortable. I mean, this past year and a half, we've gone through the most discomfort I think Americans have had uh, about travel, about walking in their own neighborhoods. So when we come back, we really need to assure people that we're not exposing them to something else, especially because the cruise lines got a bad reputation at first because of them holding ships outside of the USA. Passengers don't forget that. Uh, the loyal cruisers want to cruise, but they would like to cruise with people or, who are just like them, those that are fully vaccinated. Yes, and over moving along to air travel news, we had high numbers for Memorial Day weekend. So a lot of people, you know, I think we'll we'll see closer to July 4th, maybe a lot more people traveling as we, we can get to the cruisers outside of there. But regular just air travel this past weekend was pretty big. TSA set a new pandemic error record. They reported screening uh, 1.9 pass 1.9 million passengers on Friday, May 28th, and again uh, hit that 1.9 million mark on Monday, May 31st. So at the end of 2020, my bold prediction for air travel was that we would finally hit that 2 million mark over Memorial Day weekend. So I was pretty close. I, I really thought that it was going to happen, but it uh, fell just slightly short. So I really th- it got to feel like we'll definitely hit that 2 million mark uh, for July 4th weekend. Uh, what do you think, Valerie? Do you think we'll cross that I, I 2 think million you're mark? Right. Oh. I've been traveling. I, I travel starting December. I went to Costa Rica, and the flights were fairly full. Um, I just went to Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and the flights were totally full, both coming and going. Plus, looking at Las Vegas, it was totally, I mean, there were so many people out there. I think America's ready to travel. I think the world is ready to travel, not just America. And I think that we'll see those numbers continue to go up. They'll definitely meet uh, your criteria for what you thought uh, air was going to be this year. I think that it'll get even more. People are taking the vaccinations, and those that are taking them, they, they're traveling to see family, friends, not just to go to destinations, but they're actually trying to get their lives back together. Exactly, yeah. We might even hit that 2 million mark before Independence Day. One thing I noticed while traveling to Hawaii last week was the longer security line 
And that actually could get even worse as the International Air Transport Association, uh, commonly known as IATA, warned governments that unless they move to digitalize travel health credentials, uh, there will be chaotic wait times uh, once more places reopen and more people begin to travel again. So prior to the onset of the pandemic, the average passenger spent about 90 minutes going through the airport process between check-in, security, border control, customs, baggage claim, all that. Uh, Current data indicates that airport processing times have ballooned to three hours during peak time, and that's with travel volume still off by 30% compared to uh, pre-COVID-19 pandemic levels. So, uh, Valerie, you mentioned you traveled. Have you uh, recently, have you heard from um, any of your clients about wait times? Is this kind of a concern moving forward in in this summer, or do you think this could, you you know, once we get back to no restrictions and everything, it'll kind of go back to how it was? I think domestically, we're probably going to see long hold times. I I think there's chaos everywhere with people resuming uh, the activities of normal living. Um, I encouraged my clients who I know travel internationally last year to put in for global entry when they could because that helps you speed through the the waiting. Uh, I have clients currently out of the U.S., and, of course, the airline schedules are changing rapidly. And so the fact that they've got global entry will probably allow them to make their next connecting flight, even though they're three hours delayed leaving Mexico. So um, I, I think it is going to be crazy. I, I, I know we're going to figure it out, how, how to manage this. We've always had lots and lots of travelers. We're just out of practice right now. So I think that the airports will finally catch up eventually but until then patience is the go word for travel right now if you don't have patience you probably don't want to travel definitely yes especially if you're thinking about air travel i mean even the roads are pretty busy this past weekend as well uh, for memorial day weekend and they're going to continue to be busy over the summer but especially like you mentioned domestic travel if you are flying anywhere else around the u.s uh, just plan for a little bit longer to be at the airport the security i was at the atlanta airport um security lines were insane and i had never been more thankful to uh, be able to be um in the family line where we had a stroller so we kind of uh, was able to breeze through and maybe, maybe about like 15 20 minutes compared to a lot of other people I'm sure had to wait you know 30 45 um which can be nerve-wracking if you're inching closer and closer to uh, your departure or your boarding time and you didn't get time to get food and all that stuff so um I think it's more important than ever to follow the guidelines of for domestic be at the airport two hours at ahead of time and for international three hours. People have been cutting that close because, you know, we were used to doing what we're doing. We're relearning how to travel. So I think people should really adhere to that and get there in plenty of time. And like I say, pull out your patience because you're going to need it. Yes, patience and and relearning travel kind of segues us into this next point. You know, a negative to the rebounding of travel here is the unfortunate rise in naughty passengers. The FAA reported that airlines have reported uh, 2,500 incidents of unruly passengers this year with agency officials describing the disturbing trend as being, quote, off the charts. 1,900 of those incidents involved uh, violations of mask requirements with more than 4,000 flyers being banned uh, by airlines since the mask uh, became a mandate. Even Homeland Security has issued warnings to unruly passengers now too, so it's kind of getting out of hand. Uh, People have kind of forgotten their travel etiquette. So where do you think all this is coming from, Valerie? Well, I think... Pins up frustration. I mean, the United States, at least, we had a lot of, as you know, um, unruly people <laughs> during the last election and, and since. Um, I think that continues to boil over because people have been confined and 
There are certain people that think that no one has the right to tell them what to do, even though this is a worldwide pandemic, not a U.S. pandemic. Um, I also noted that in order to manage this, the airlines have stopped serving alcohol uh, on their flights, even if you're in first class. And I think that'll help a little bit, although they can't protect people from drinking before they get on the flight. But during the flight, I'm sure the stewards and stewardesses don't want to have to deal with a drunk unruly passenger. Yes. It's hard enough to deal with a, a person with sense and, and they're unruly. But uh, if you take alcohol, I think that makes it 10 times worse. Yeah, Southwest actually just uh, delayed and pushed back on theirs after the incident that went viral last week of a, a woman assaulted um, a Southwest flight attendant. And the video of that was pretty brutal. If you haven't seen that, we have it up on Travel Pulse. Um, just a fair warning on that. She, yeah, it's it's quite the attack, unfortunately. But major props to the guy who jumped up to break it up and defended the flight attendant and was just screaming in the other lady's face. And, you know, she's ended up going to be facing a felony now. And it's just crazy that there's just so much people that have forgotten the travel etiquette. They, you know, just don't make you know it's it's frustrating to to see these stories and i think some of it you know people you know and media outlets cover these stories sure but i don't think that's contributing to the rise i really think it is people like you mentioned the the pent-up frustration and then just the the demand that you want to get on travel and you want everything because you have been stuck at home for so long and then you know one small thing doesn't go your way and you blow up you know and freak out and everything and that you know unfortunately can ruin the vacations for others around you too so i think people just need to be a bit more considerate to others I also see that on the road. There seems to be more road rage than there was previously. Um, cars are zipping in and out, and uh, you're almost afraid to honk if somebody's sitting at the light too long uh, because I don't, I don't know where the anger comes from, but I'm, I'm sure it didn't help that we were, were being told that we have to do X, Y, and Z when you're right. used to being free to do what you want. So, again, it, it's something that, Americans have never faced. We've never been in a in a war. I mean, in our generation, in a war that rationed or did anything that uh, usurped yeah. what you consider your rights. So this is is a new walk that we're walking. So I, I think we have to kind of be patient, but we also don't have to put up with people who are rude or ignorant, who are on flights with people with kids and and so forth. Definitely, and everyone will certainly need to remember their travel etiquette the next time they fly to Europe which will be sooner than later for some as more and more countries begin to reopen. We posted a roundup of on travelpulse.com on the latest reopenings for Europe's top travel destinations. Definitely go check that out as we plan to continue to update that once we learn of more places reopening. You know, Spain is targeting June 7th, France is targeting June 9th, Italy's doing uh, COVID approved flights if you, you know, test ahead of time. So, uh, lots of exciting things. Europe is going to be reopening soon. So, Valerie, are you seeing any Europe destinations from your clients um, interested in the most? Anything trending there? Or, you know, you specialize in cruises. So are you seeing interest in European river cruises, too? Those are going to be reopening as well. Absolutely. And they were actually the first to announce that they were o reopening the, the European river cruises. And so, uh, absolutely, my clients are booking uh, Greece, which was the first to open. Uh, so we're getting uh, quite a few pay people that, you know, if something is open in Europe, I want to go. So uh, Greece was one of the, the first. But uh, everyone wants to go back to Italy and Spain. I, I think Europe is people are going to get back as long as, again, if they're vaccinated. I think, again, I see the most interest in travel from my clients who have assured me. And I don't ask. They tell me. Um, if they've been vaccinated, that they've been vaccinated. So I, I think people are more comfortable leaving the country. 
I also have clients that are also hesitant to leave the country because it's been unstable in Europe. Um, Italy thought it was going to open before, and they didn't. Um, they keep seeing sharp rises across uh, the world, and so that, that makes people leery, but all travel outlets have put in place uh, things to give travelers confidence that if something were to change, that they can change or they can get their money back or get a future cruise credit. So I think that's reassuring uh, for people who will want to go ahead and make plans because things are booking up fast. Finding space on, on cruise ships already can be a little bit challenging based on when you want to travel. And they just announced that they're opening Alaska um, in August. So that's also people are going to jump right on that, a, a chance to go away without having to fly overseas. So I, I think we're going to see a continued increase in international travel and in riverboat cruising and um, in ocean cruises because all of the lines are putting their ships overseas uh, where they can sail out um, with no problem. So unlike the battles here in the U.S., it seems that it's a little easier for them to negotiate with foreign countries um, to bring their ships there. So I think that's, that's a positive for those folks that want to travel this year. Definitely, yeah. And with Europe, I don't think there'll be, you know, a huge rush in the early onset when places start, you know, a few places are already open now, as we know, and then um, some are opening up in June. And uh, it, I think that, you know, maybe by this winter there might be some, but most people like to, you know, travel to the warm weather destinations uh, during the winter time. So it's, I think it'll take Europe a little bit time to, like, get fully back as where we've seen you know, maybe the Caribbean or Mexico kind of have seen a big push right now. And obviously domestic travel is big over here as far as um, – Americans, you know, because um, but for American travelers that do want to get to Europe, I think there'll be a, a bigger rush um, in 2022 of, of the summertime. Um, and, and just in my opinion, your thoughts? No, I, I totally agree that 2022 is going to be the biggest year. But I also have clients that want to do the Christmas markets and um, they're, they're hoping that they're going to be alive this year. Um, so and if we and a lot of people like to travel in the fall. Uh, September, October are great European months because the weather is, is moderate and the crowds are lessened. So I do have clients requesting that. I can't tell you that it's the same number of people that were doing it pre-pandemic, but I do have clients that are just ready to go and finish seeing the world. That's excellent. Yeah, well, a lot of us are ready to go and, and see more of the world and check off those items off our bucket list. So that is what wraps up uh, what's trending in travel in the past week. Any additional thoughts, drop me an email, podcast at travelpulse.com. So now I want to dive into the theme of this week's show around summer. So Valerie, um, what are you noticing about bookings this summer? It seems like things are booking up quickly in several places and prices are already rising. So some people might be concerned if they don't have plans set yet. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on all that? Well, I, I definitely see a, a trend and in increase in book, bookings uh, for domestic travel. I also know that even here in Florida, trying to get a hotel at the, at the prices pre-pandemic, not possible. The prices are climbing exponentially. Uh, there are hotels that used to be two, three hundred a night. They are now six hundred a night. So it, it's, it, it really is going to start impacting people's bottom line um, as they start to travel. The longer they put it off, I think the more the prices are going to increase. And, of course, uh, there are some people that don't care. 
they will, they're willing to spend the extra money uh, because they have the feeling from everything that happened that they've got to go now and as opposed to putting it off like they did before because you never think anything's going to happen, but the pandemic proved us wrong with that. So there are lots of people that are saying, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm willing to do what I have to do to get um, going. If you've noticed, or maybe if America's noticed, the world uh, cruises, they booked up, one of them booked up in, in 24 hours. That's right. how anxious people were to get out and, and get back to travel. So yes, there's going to be increased demand, and with that demand is going to be a supply issue, and therefore prices are going to rise. Yeah, and if you haven't booked yet, I mean, there's still places to go and, and deals to find. And so that's why you got to work with a travel advisor. They'll help you out in that regard. But if you're, you know, if you have your plan set now uh, for summer and you're, you're looking forward to that, I, w- I think people should also look ahead and and continue. If you want to travel this holiday season, I would consider go ahead and, and booking that now because things are just going to continue to rise up. Absolutely. Also, the um, cruise lines have put out their 2023 schedule. So uh, this is probably the farthest out that clients can book. Uh, So they can book 22, 23, or 21 uh, with ease at this point. Um, But again, uh, sooner rather than later because they are filling up. Yeah, and, and how do you, how big do you think cruising will actually be this summer? So we, we've got approval from the CDC. Some of them are already starting. We know that cruise lines are going to be setting sail from Caribbean ports as well. And you mentioned Alaska starting up in August too. So how big do you think cruising could be this summer? And for those who are actually interested in cruising in 2021 here, what do they need to know now? Oh, I think that cruising is going to be moderate uh, just because when things start, I don't know that every customer is going to be ready to take advantage of it. Um, people have been out of work, et cetera. For, um, I would say that probably at least 50% capacity on, on whatever is moving. But I know personally I haven't had that big an uptick on my people traveling to the Caribbean to get on the Royal Caribbeans, the Norwegians, the celebrities, uh, primarily because they're, they've been limited only to the Caribbean where everybody has been a lot. So um, Alaska, I think, will look a lot more attractive. Um, It's a destination that everybody wants to go to. Uh, Hawaii is also looking very attractive to uh, travelers for 2021. Um, Places that you can go and they don't have the quarantine, and I think that's going to be the key um, for people to book with a travel advisor. You have to know the rules before you go and they change every week. So keeping on top of that is our number one job to be sure that our clients have all the information they need to travel safely and uh, to get home safely. Are there any other specific destinations you've noticed that are trending up this summer? Las Vegas is is going gangbusters. Uh, People uh, tend to want to go out there to Sin City. Um, Hopefully the shows are going to start up. So I think a lot of uh, both family travel and individual travel is going to to be in the U.S. Las Vegas being one of those, um, you know, perhaps Sonoma and Napa Valley, uh, places where people can relax, still not be in a bunch of crowds. No one um, is really anxious to get back into the crowded situations if they can help it. But I think wherever there's wide open space, people are going to want to go. For sure, yeah. National parks are going to remain big. They were last summer, and I think they'll continue to be a big spot this summer. So, um, you know, you're an expert traveler. Any tips out there for all our listeners out here who are venturing out this summer that you think they should know? 
Well, I, I think, again, you need to really check the location that you're going to and do it uh, pretty much weekly until you're ready to go and then daily because things can change as we've seen throughout this pandemic. I think um, packing for contingencies, uh, for instance, the airlines have been changing their schedules quite a bit. So you may have times when your flights are delayed or they've gotten canceled while you're in the midst of your vacation. You really need to pull all of your patients out and, and, and just wait it out. If you're working with an advisor, we're on the phone trying to get you home um, or away as quickly as we possibly can. If you're working on your own, then you're going to probably face a, a long line if there are travel delays. Um, the other thing is I think people... Um, need to just go ahead and, and get out of their comfort zone a little bit. We've been sheltered for a year and a half, and if people want to travel, I think they should try it. Um, I've gone to Costa Rica. I'm on my way to Croatia. Um, I've been to Las Vegas. So there's lots of places in the world that are welcoming us already, and if you're brave enough, then you can jump on a plane, a train, or a bus and, and pretty much go anywhere that you want to go at this point. Uh, Croatia, that sounds wonderful. I'm, I'm going to have to connect with you after you get back on that and hear a lot about that because I know they were a destination that some had said kind of was leaning towards over-tourism after you know a big spike uh, for them thanks to the Game of Thrones show and everything. So I'm very intrigued to see how things are there for you uh, when you do go. That's exciting. Absolutely. I'm going with a bunch of travel advisors. One of the things that we try to do is to see the world in advance so that we bring that knowledge back and can share it with clients. If I can tell them what it's like to, to fly to Croatia, uh, what kind of delays, what kind of issues I've, I faced, that will ease their thoughts about going someplace a little farther away. Definitely. And do you have any other advice for fellow travel advisors out there listening right now on how they can maximize this summer for their business and um, for their clients? Well, um, I think people are doing um, not only air uh, road trips, but you know, think of all the modes of transportation that you can travel on. Uh, travel advisors are there to help you think outside of the box. So if you've only thought about flying somewhere, uh, we may be able to get you there through trains. Um, we may be able to, to even advise you uh, where you can pick up a car as part of your, your travel to see more of the world. I know that um, some parts of Europe, people don't drive because of the opposite side of the street driving, but there are more parts of Europe that you can drive on the same side and rent a car and perhaps go from town to town instead of flight to flight. So I, again, flexibility is the key. As uh, travel advisors, we try to book everything down to the most minute um, piece. However, be prepared for change. That's the biggest advice I can give travelers is be prepared for change. Definitely, yes. It's ever-changing in the world out there these days, and uh, you never know what might come up in, uh, when you're on your trip or before you go or anything. So, yes, working with advisor, definitely key. Uh, Valerie, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us um, today. Any final closing thoughts, words, uh, how people can get in touch with you if they'd like to? Anything you want to pass on? Well, um, I'm, I'm a cruise planner, American Express travel advisor, and of course we not only do cruises, even though that's in our name, we do land, sea, private jets, whatever it is you need. So um, if anybody wanted to get in touch with me, I'm at bdorsey at cruiseplanners.com. I think that my encouragement would be for people to get back into travel. We've, we miss 
a year of seeing the world, and I think it's time that we get back out there and meet our, our, our fellow travelers and get to know people in other countries and see what they've actually dealt with. We kind of got singular with having to be in America for a year and a half, but it's time to go out there and, and mingle with our friends overseas and compare war stories, if you will. So I think it's a great time to begin traveling again. We've got so many people vaccinated, not just here, but across the world. So go ahead and plan that vacation. Call the travel advisor as soon as you possibly can. Definitely. Thank you so much, Valerie. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Eric. Have a great day. You too. Well, that wraps up this week's show. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If uh, you have any feedback or comments and want to be on the show in the future, email me. You know it. I've said it a bunch already. So uh, thanks again for listening, folks, and have a great week. 